Alrighty, fellas. Alrighty to the ladies out there and all you people. It's the first betting video of the year for me because the NFL is now officially over and it's time to prioritize the yelf. And uh, what better time to do it than when you have one of the shortest favorites in a very long time, Dustin Johnson, 4-1 to one opening in this event, coming off of another win, another win, another top two finish at the Saudi overseas, coming in as a motherfucking monster in this field, withdraws. Yeah, 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 no, 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 the big news is not that Matt Kuchar is withdrawn, it's that Dustin Johnson is withdrawn, and hopefully, hopefully you were able to get in before, just like betting your normal bets on Monday, or right when that happened yesterday, a lot of books, some books immediately took it off, right, now as sports betting and, and betting on sports is becoming like, alright, alright, we, we gotta, we gotta get this off quick before we end up losing a shit ton of money, but some books didn't take it off for like, you know, four minutes, 10 minutes. So maybe you got in. I was able to get in and fire some butts that I wasn't going to fire uh, specifically towards the top of the board. So that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be breaking down the bets that I currently have. I have the six outright bets that I'm going to, why I'm going to these guys, where I think the value is in those numbers and, and kind of the longest odds that I'm going to. Nothing in that bomb territory of hundred plus to one yet, but there's a chance I go there. So if you're watching this and you're a DFS player, right? DFS player, if you're able to bet on sports in a legal state, and even if you're not, Monkey Knife Fight is free in all states. So you can play that as a player prop game for over on their birdies, this guy versus that guy over on their fantasy points i have some tools down below to help you with that but yeah monkey knife fight they're going to be giving and matching up to 50 dollars if you use my last name that's just vetri v-e-t-r-i so even if you're in a legal state this is just a different game mode to play but if you're not in a legal betting state which is the majority of the states out there yes yeah, a great 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 alternative and honestly gives you that similar and same sweat so if you use the last name my last name vetri v-e-t-r-i V-E-T-R-I, I should say it a little bit slower. They will allow you to have, you put 20 in, bam, we give you 20. You put 50 in, bam, we'll give you 50. So check it out. I have some player projections down below that can help you with some of the prop games over on Monkey Knife Fight. Monkey Knife Fight, an awesome company, just got in a massive, massive acquisition deal, I believe. So check them out. Uh, they are very, very secure is what I will say and a lot of fun to be playing. So thank you, Monkey Knife Fight, for sponsoring the first betting video of the year. So like, subscribe to those things. I'm sure this is going to be reaching a new audience here. So let's start this thing off, right? We're at Pebble. We're not with the Pro-Am lovely love that right we're only with two courses my and you know what i'll ride this one out my former roommate he used to work at monetary bay or monetary bay the peninsula right and he ended up leaving there he went to cypher's point so maybe that's why maybe that's why they said ah we don't got that extra manpower we don't got that extra manpower to be raking the bunkers and making sure everything is prim and proper so shout out maddie out there in the streets but no dustin johnson apparently they've added some yardage to both of these courses they're going to play as par 72s and you're going to get your you know like 71 to 7200 yard course so it's nothing too crazy right if you're somebody who's strong off the just ball striking in general is really what i'm going to be looking at here approach play of course on some of these holes scoring on the par fives i mean it's it's a smaller greens right that's like the one noteworthy thing here is that you can have really really small greens for the most part so if you're an around the green player you can really start struggling in terms of yeah, yeah, yeah. you might be off and on that green left and right right so guys like uh, matthew naismith comes to mind doc Redman not in this field but matthew naismith is like a guy who has a legitimate chance due to his irons to actually place highly maybe even win this event right he's the lowest side you're going to see in a while like 70 80 to 1 depending on where you look but he also has a very legitimate chance to miss the cut because he's Matthew Naismith and he can absolutely erupt himself in the short game specifically around the greens but let's start it off up top with my first bet and my first bet is going to be your outright favorite now right now you're seeing plus 700 7 to 1 7 and a half to 1 be, sh be sure you get it at the best line right get it at 7 and a half to 1 if you can that number is currently out there on FanDuel and William Hill right now as I'm looking at this but I got Patrick Hanley yesterday this was the one bet that I went in and fired yesterday before the lines moved there was two bets this was one of the them towards the top of the board that was Patrick Cantley at 11 to 1 now it's moved to basically like seven seven and a half to one the only really reason I did it was because Dustin Johnson was now out of this event and Patrick Cantley who was the number two in line right he was there at around 10 11 to 1 depending on you looked is now going to be the favorite in this field in a very and I mean Dustin Johnson leaving makes a weak field turn into an absolutely weak field when like some of your strongest competition is somebody who's slowly coming on as of late in a Francisco Molinari Jordan Spieth who showed some life last week right this is some of your strongest competition yeah I know Berger and Casey are in the field as well and they're fine guys 
golfers and they're strong golfers. But like you're looking at like the top six, seven, eight guys you have to compete with. You're starting to quickly get down into the range of guys like Will Zalatoris, quickly into the range of guys like Sam Burns, right? I mean, Cantley, a top 10 ranked golfer in the world. The last time I took, I believe, last time I looked, I believe still number 10 in the world golf rankings. It's just a very, very good spot for him. So that's more so a value bet. But if you even want to look at how it's going to be looking, he's now going to rank with Dustin Johnson out of this field, number one in the field in total strokes gained overall. If you want to look how the irons have been clicking as of late, he's coming off of the Amex where he looked as good as he's has in a very long time since winning the Zozo. I mean, uh, which is only a couple events ago, but second overall at the Amex, gaining 16 and a half total strokes. Obviously, your putter is going to have to be clicking when that happens. One of his top play finishes ever on the PGA Tour in terms of a total stroke gain standpoint. But the irons were clicking. The irons were clicking back when he won the Zozo. That's what you're going to need here. You're going to need the ball striking if you can get it done with the putter. And over the last 20 rounds, he's one of the few players in this field because it is a very weak field. One of the very few players in the field that over the last 20 rounds, and even if you want to date it back further than that, he's gaining in every single significant strokes gain category. That is tee to green, off the tee, approach, uh, putting in the short game in general, just takes in your around the green play um, really on the fringe and then also your putting. So Cantley fits the course well and it's really just getting that value now. Now now at him at 7-1, to one, if you're watching this, I'm probably not betting it, but hopefully, hopefully I'm just trying to say my whole card here. We don't have to spend too much time there. It's basically a value bet. It's, it's really as simple as that. So we can get down into the next range of guys that I think a crop of guys is all going to come from a very similar range. There's one more guy before I get to that, and I'll scroll now. I don't really have much other interest in the top of the board. Berger at his price point. I thought about firing something on Paul Casey, who we got to see play overseas in a decent way last week. Paul Casey, when you're looking at how to kind of approach this and play, it's just really the irons, right? We saw the best irons out of Paul Casey in quite a while since the PGA Championship where he finished second. We saw him gain at the AMAX finish top 10, gain 6.5 strokes on approach, and actually gain with the putter a half a stroke there. So Paul Casey was somebody that I thought firing on. As of right now, FanDuel still has it. 18 to 1. I don't think that's going to be true when you get in there and actually go to it. He's probably going to be in a lot of spots now, like 12 to 1, 14 to 1. If you could have found a 20 to 1 number at the start of the week, feel really good about that number now. But I bypass a lot of the board here. I do think that Wills Altoris is appealing, but I didn't get his number in time. It ended up moving down too quickly for me. It moved down to like 18 to 1. So scrolling down a little bit more, you're going to have the course history nuts, right? Your Jason Days, your Jordan Speeds. I mean, Jason Days finishing like top five, very similar to Phil Mickelson, finishing like top 10, top five often here. Jordan Speeds obviously winning back in 2017, had that top 10 finish last year almost out of nowhere. And now he just had the best iron performance in a very long time. Since 2018, he gained over seven strokes with his irons and looks fantastic. Obviously the co-lead going into Sunday with Xander didn't get it done, but now you already have that built in just, okay, this is Jordan Spieth at Pebble winning past course history. Last year he was even there, right? Now you're having him coming off of one of his best performances and honestly three years, arguably his best performance last week. So you're going to be getting that smaller number on him. Now, if they hang, if they were to hang like a 35 to 30 to one number on Jordan Spieth, it might tempt me to get there, but he's 20 to one on a lot of spots now. So at this point, I'm not going to go there. The guy that I do like, and I got him at 28 to one, I actually bet him. He was my first bet on the week before anything ended up happening, like anything with Dustin Johnson. Yesterday, right around Monday afternoon, I ended up going to Mr. Francisco Molinari, who we've been seeing life out of the last couple of weeks. I got him at 28 to one. There's some 23s and 25s out there. I like those. If you want to take the 22s, I think that's fine as well. But at that 25 to 28 to one range, if you're in there, it feels really good. This is what he's been doing so far this season. And it's good. He has two top 10 finishes at the AMAX. He gained 2.9 strokes on approach and he gained all across the board, gaining 9.8 total strokes. At the Farmers finishes top 10s, barely loses, like not even a half a stroke with the putter, but he gains 4.1 strokes on approach. This is something that we haven't seen in a very long time. I mean, you want to date it back to last year. We didn't see him all that often, but last February, you were seeing just missed cuts at a WGC non-cut event, finishes 53rd in a very small field. Missed cut, missed cut, missed cut to start the season off. We got to see him play overseas a little bit, but for the most part, yeah, he popped up at the Houston Open, a, a very weak field event, and he looked decent. So that was good to see. He came on the radar, then misses the cut at the Masters tournament, right? So in general, we really haven't seen life out of Francisco Molinari, honestly, since like November of 2019. So it's been kind of like, yeah, we can't get there unless we see something. But now we've seen something in back-to-back events. We've seen something and now he's into 
arguably the weakest field, even weaker than the Houston Open potentially. He's in a very weak field right now, and he's going to pick up a decent number. So even at like 22 to 1, I like it. I got him at 28 to 1. The recent form that I'm seeing is enough for me to do it, right? I just needed to see it happen one time, and we saw that at the Amex, and then I ended up playing him a decent amount in the Farmers. I didn't take any top 20s, sadly, on him. He finishes 10th. But now that we've seen it two weeks in a row and, and becoming better off the tee and with the approach play in that ball striking area, going from four strokes gain tee to green at the Amex a couple weeks back to 8.9 strokes gain tee to green. Yeah, Francisco Malinari was my first bet he was my first click to start the week i feel very strong and confident about that one go find your books right now he opened 28 to 1 with now no dustin johnson that's likely 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 to be at like 20 to 22 but if you can see a 25 still hanging around out there either way i like the 22 but go snag that go snag that as you're watching this pick up the app and go check it out go check it out on monkey knife fight too the props there aren't changing all that much i was looking any props that are going to involve guys like francisco molinari patrick Cantley would definitely be involved in props up top as one of the premier and the premier golfer in this field go ahead and get yourself that but now we can get into the range those are two of my bets Cantley 11 to 1 and Molinari 28 to 1. But now we can get in the range of four guys who are kind of all bundled together. If you're talking the DraftKings pricing, three of these guys are in the 8K range, one's in the upper 7K range from a fantasy perspective. But I'll scroll down and I'll get to the first guy here who you can still find numbers on him, even with no Dustin Johnson. He didn't really move. There's 35 to 1s everywhere. A couple of 41s out there right now based on this, this odds tool that I'm using behind me. And that is going to be Mr. Max Homa. So the backstory on Max Homa that I've said a couple of times now in some of my podcast episodes for Daily Fantasy Sports DraftKings videos is that he spent like the last half a year really working on the mental side of his game. And basically just being able to be more so mindfulness, not only in golf, but in life in general, not worrying about what he did literally last week, he said was affecting him. And I'm sure it affects a lot of golfers. What happened on the last hole being affecting him, letting his performance carry over into his personal life and just being bummed out for like the week or the weekend, right? And just kind of being hard on himself. And he said he's twisted that all around by readings, by doing some other spirituality things. And it seems like it's working. And that shit is powerful, right? You, you can't question that. Aaron Rodgers, in his MVP speech uh, for the NFL, thanked it, the end of it, right? The, the last couple of seconds of it, he was saying he, he recommends people to read books on mindfulness, question everything, get in one with your spirituality and the people that you care for, right? That type of stuff. For anybody that is massively important, and I advocate for it, been reading books the last couple of months, but it is so, so, so damn important. If you are a professional athlete, to keep that noise out and keep your mentals up to par. And Max Oma, it seems like it's working for him, right? He went on the You Never Know podcast. Uh, it, I recommend that episode episode with him a ton, but he's been looking nice, right? So this is the last four performances dating back to the beginning of December, but then his last, well, we'll talk about the three this year, right? The Amex 21st, he ends up gaining on approach. That's good to see. And this is a player that on approach has been kind of wonky, right? Before, so basically you're seeing three straight events where he's gained on approach, what I'm looking for at this event. Before that, he basically lost on approach in like eight straight events. So something's clicking with the irons. The 21st at the Amex, you get the 18th at the Farmers, gaining 4.5 strokes on approach. And then it increases again, a 42nd at the waste management. Yes, uh, the short game kind of let him down there. Lost almost three strokes around the green and putting. But he gained 5.9 strokes on approach. 5.9 strokes on approach for Max Homa is basically like a top two to three performance ever on the PGA Tour for him. So that was good to see. And obviously at 40 to one, it's it's somewhat of a long shot. It's not like the, these bombs 100 plus to one. But Homa at 40 to one, everything's trending in the right direction for a weak field. And I just want to get a lot of guys in this 40 to 50 to 60 to one range. So Homa for me, based on this recent play, based on kind of the narrative around where he's at in the mental space, and again, the weak field, I have him as my third bet at 40 to one. And now we can get into a couple of these other guys that are pretty similar and close together. The four fourth guy that I have bet, and they're all back-to-back right here right now. The fourth guy that I have bet is a 60-1 to number on Henrik Norlander. That's moved down to 40, but it's at 43 on FanDuel. It's at 45 in some spots. I'd still take it at 45, but Norlander's 60-1 to is where I have him at right now. Norlander is going to rank top 10 in this field in strokes gain total. He's top five in tee to green play as well. He's the number two ball striker in this field. Now, where's the downsides to his game? Well, it's going to be around the green, but in a weak field like this, I mean, you can 
pretty much feel confident that he's going to make the cut. And then it comes down to how well his irons are firing. So at 60 to 1, I liked it. And we've been seeing him play fantastic this year. Borderline three top 20s. A 12th at the Amex to start the year. Gains over four strokes on approach, over five strokes to the green. Then he gains over 10 strokes total at the Farmers. Finishes second runner up there. Waste management, he comes out with a, with a quote unquote bad finish. He ends up losing around the green over a stroke to finish 22nd. Without that, he's basically finishing top 10 yet again. So his game's really clicking to start the year. Another player, when we're talking about the approach play, not as long here, is somebody that stands out. But even if, even if the off the tee game starts to become in play on some of these par fives and longer par fours, the off the tee game has been clicking for him in a major way. Over his last 20 rounds, he's gaining over a stroke off the tee. And on approach, over his last 20 rounds, he's gaining over one and a half strokes. So Norlander was that second player that I ended up betting after Patrick Cantley once the Dustin Johnson news came in. He was at like 60 to one. That's where I ended up hitting him. He was at like 55 to one on a lot of other books. So again, I, I recommend using these comparison tools. So Norlander at 60 to one, he's now like 40, 45 to one. I still think that's fine. That's just a new market that you have to deal with when the four to one favorite is not in the field, the world's uh, golf's number one golfer. So Norlander in play for me and very similar analysis to why I like Cameron Jangali. I got him at 60 to one to start the day. Actually yesterday, he was one of my, I think he was my second overall bet. So I bet only three guys before this news came out or four guys. It was in this order, basically. Well, we haven't talked about some of the guys, but it was in this order. Francisco Molinari, Cameron Tringali, Max Homa, and then the next guy will be the last guy that we talk about. We can talk about that in a second, but Tringali, I got at 60 to one. He's down right now, depending on where you're looking. 40 to one in a lot of spots, 47 to one on FanDuel. I don't know if that's still going to be there. Maybe you can see a 45 or something along those lines, but it's going to be similar. I have more faith in Henrik Norlander, so I'll rank these bets in a second afterwards. In terms of where I think the best value is or just the best win upside, we're betting outrights here, right? But if you're going to look at Cameron Tringali, again, another in this field right now, he's number six in total strokes game overall. When you're looking at what the approach playing, the ball striking is doing, he's going to be a borderline top 15 player in the field on approach. He's probably a top 10 player in this field. He ranks 10th overall, at least over his last 50 rounds. And another player who's been starting off the season hot. He's gained on approach in five straight events. He's gained off the tee, which is nice to see because long-term that can be something that's a little bit shaky for him. Last 20 rounds, losing off the tee a half a stroke. But over these last couple of events, 17th at the waste management, 18th at the farmers, back-to-back top 20s. He's gaining everywhere, basically. He's gaining off the tee. He's gaining on approach. He's gaining tee to green. He's gained 6.3 and 5.2 total strokes. And this is somebody who's been hot for a while now, right? At the AMAX, he made the cut. It wasn't great, but a third at the RSM, a top 30 at the Houston Open, top 20s in other places, the third at the 3M last year back in July. So it's somebody that has an upside. And I really think that the winner probably comes from this range, if I'm being honest with you, if you can just take more stabs at these guys, like a Homa, like a Davis, a, a, a Henrik Norlander, Cameron Chingali, these types of guys, even a Brian Harmon is live at this event, just the way that it sets up with the weak field. So that's my fifth bet. So right now, just to recap before we get into the last guy, Cantley 11 to one, Molinari 28 to one is probably my favorite bet right now that I have. Homa at 40 to one, Norlander 60 to one, Tringali 60 to one. And the last guy that I'm going to be betting, we can scroll down a little bit here is going to be Mr. HV3, Harold Varner the third. There's a 70 to one number out there. I got it at 80 to one. He was one of the four bets that I originally placed yesterday. And then we've got two more in Cantley and Norlander once that Dustin Johnson news came in. But if you want to look at HV3, he's very similar in terms of how he sets up here from an approach play standpoint, right? It really just comes down to how bad of a putter he is. He's not that great in the short game in general, but the putter is where it really falls apart. But in a weaker field, that's basically the name of the game for almost every single player in this field. But he's a player that's probably a top five approach player in this field. Like you're just talking about pure talent on his irons, especially with some of those like mid-range longer irons, 150, 175 range. He's going to be borderline, definitely top 10, borderline top five in this field. And we got to see him come out and miss the cut at the farmers, but he did gain on approach. He basically blew up everywhere else. The short game, he lost over five strokes putting in around the green. But then he ended up coming out last week and looking very nice. At the waist management, he finished 13th. He gained almost five strokes on approach, seven strokes tee to green. Still lost with the putter like a half a stroke, 
but was still able to finish highly. So I like him in DFS. I like him. I'm probably going to be placing some top 20s. I'll probably post this betting card later in the week uh, on Wednesday afternoon. So tomorrow, but I'll put some top 20s on there as well. So, so most of these guys I'll probably put in there for top 20s, depending on the odds that we see. I haven't looked at the top 20 market yet. Just the outrights. After I make this video, I'll probably be doing that later today. But Varner, you can still get these 70 to ones, at least 60 ones out there. He's 66 to one on every single book that I'm looking at right now. And this is updating in relatively real time, I believe. So 80 to one is where I got him. I think that number is still very strong. I think that if you want to go to Matthew Naismith, he's also a pretty decent value at $6,600. I'm just very concerned about the around the green play on some smaller greens for him. I think that could cause him a lot of trouble uh, and potentially just absolutely erupt him out of this. So more so in DFS because he can actually miss the cut. Obviously, if he's not going to win, if he's, if he's in to finish second, you have him on an outright, might as well miss the cut, right? So Naismith's definitely some good value. And then if you're looking at like the 100 plus bombs, I don't have any bets in right now. Maybe I'll add some guys later in the week. I think that Ches Reeve opens up decent here. Uh, he has missed the cut a ton lately. But if you're talking about iron play in a weaker field, I think that he's at least looking somewhat decent. Again, the recent form has not been good at all, but you're not getting like 150 to one on him. You still have to play it at like 70 or 80 to one. So they're really condensing those longer odds because it's a weak field. So basically most guys, most weeks, like guys would be 125, 150 to one. They're just all at like 80 to one this week. So there's not as much on the bone there. I mean, like you can even keep going down and Scott Stallings is even like 80 to one in this field as I keep scrolling. So there's not much down here that I really want to be firing on. Like Scott Piercy might be the only guy in DFS in this range that I play 150 to one. That doesn't even seem worth it. So that's where I'm basically at right now. I can just recap it and I'll kind of rank my bets. So right now I have Patrick Cantley 11 to one, basically off of the value. So to rank it, I'll go Molinari 28 to one. If you can find some 22s, 25s, I like that one a lot. That's probably my favorite bet, the 28 to one on him. Norlander 60 to one is probably my second favorite bet. We were able to scoop that before the odds changed on Dustin Johnson. I'll then go with Cantley at 11 to one, just based on the value now that he's moved to almost half his odds at like seven to one in some spots. And then after that, you can just fill in the rest here. The fourth, I will end up going with a Harold Varner at 80 to one, fifth Homa, and then sixth Tringali. So that's basically where I'm at. I'm going to play some DFS. The DFS video is already out. Excited for this. Going to look at some of the top 20 markets. You can check my Twitter at Salvage DFS. I'll probably post any updates there if I add any top 20s along with these bets that I already have. So that's the recap for you. Best of luck in the betting fields this week at the Pebble Beach. Just two courses, no pro-am. If you have any questions, leave a comment below. Reach out to me on Twitter at SalVetriDFS and be sure to support the sponsor of the show, Monkey Knife Fight. You go over there, it's linked down below in the description. You let them know, hey, I came from Sal. Use that promo code Vetri, V-E-T-R-I. They will match you up to $50. You want to play some props in there? You want to do some bets, have some wagers, have some action on this event, especially for you folks in states that are not legal? Bam, there you go. You want to put 10 bucks in? They'll give you 10. You want to put 50? Heavy hitter? Bam, you got 100 in your account. So check them out. Like, subscribe before you go, and I'll see you all in the next one.